All right, welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. And today I'm just going to talk about a couple of stories, a couple of police stories involving black female police officers that I feel it necessary to share. I, it, it just had to. Now, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. There's actually more good stories with this than bad stories. It's a total of uh, three, I think. Uh, maybe if I have time, I'll do a fourth one. Who knows? But I have movie night tonight. So um, so shout out to Chris G, Queen Q, uh, and um, Alfonso. Greatly appreciated. It says, uh, for the cause, uh, check out the replay. Okay. Um, look forward to it. All right. So you are a channel member. So even if this becomes um, members only, you'll still be able to check it out. So couple of stories that I found interesting. Well, one of them I seen a couple of weeks ago. I decided uh wasn't really enough to do a story on, even though it was, or to do a show on, rather, even though it was interesting. The others, however, um, um, combined with the others, I felt the need to, to do it. All right. So let me just bring up those stories. Give me a second. Had to... Hold on. All right, so first story in here. Let me um, let me just actually let me just put her picture up because I'm going to have to read this one. But I actually like this story, so this would be the good cop story. All right, so hit the like button, please, please, people, hit that like button. All right, it says, um, Atlanta officer commended after act of kindness caught on camera by bystander. It says, a pair of shoes were kept in the back of an Atlanta police officer's car for months until the officer finally came across the barefoot man for whom they were intended. Officer S. Thomas um, has been, let's see, let's see, um, has been applauded for her act of kindness after she was caught on camera giving the shoes to their rightful owner in the parking lot of a grocery store. A few months ago, Thomas noticed a man walking around barefoot during a rainy day while working um, her Zone 5 shift. APD wrote in, Facebook, in a Facebook post, after asking him if he would like a pair of shoes, he said he would. And it says, uh, Thomas went into a nearby store to buy a pair of shoes only to find the man had uh, left the area while she was inside. She decided to keep the shoes in the trunk of her car in case she ever crossed paths with the man again. It took months, but um, as Thomas worked an extra job at a local grocery store. Wait a minute. But as Thomas worked an extra job. Okay. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Cities need to pay. Cops should not be having to moonlight. To me, it's a full-time job, and it should pay accordingly. I do hear places like New York and stuff pay their cops like $18 an hour. That's, that's BS. That's BS. A cop should not have to moonlight. And the reason for that is obvious. It makes them susceptible to bribes and things like that if they... if 
they're working 18 hours just to make ends meet. I mean, you know, so say a cop has a second job and they find that their employer of the second job is doing something illegal. You know, say that they moonlight as a security guard at a local bodega, but that bodega is selling cigarettes without properly IDing kids. I mean, should the should the cops say something and then lose his or her job at that? Put it like, cities pay your cops right. I'm gonna just leave it at that. All right, let's see. In case you ever cross paths again, it took months, but as Thomas worked an extra job at a local grocery store, uh, she she spoke the same man outside the barefoot. Okay, so uh, let's see. Cancel. Um, she quickly went to her car. Um, retrieved the shoes and handed them over. The bystander saw the um, interaction and record. A uh, bystander, excuse me, uh, saw an interaction. Saw the interaction with the recorder and recorded it. Posted it to his Instagram account. All right. So that was a good cop. She seen a man with no shoes and she, in an act of kindness, gave him a pair of shoes. And I don't know how she knew what size he was, but she probably just asked the guy. Um, no matter what, as long as the shoes reasonably fit, fit, it sure is better than, I'm assuming the guy is homeless. It is sure is better than being without shoes. So kudos to her. This is Officer, let's see, I think it was S. Thomas of Atlanta, Georgia. So salute to her. All the best to her. All right. So that's the good cop. Now let's and I actually have an audio on this one. Let's do the story of the not-so-good cop. But before I do that, let me just go here. Here. All right. Perfect. All right. So... Looking at that story now, I had it up before, but bear with me. I got too many screens going on. All right, let me get rid of this little one. All right, this one is out of Miami. And I'll just play the audio on this one. So let me give the fair use default. All right, fair use people, fair use. All right, so this one is out of Miami and apparently they do pay their cops better. Okay, it's not playing. Black female Miami cop who blew whistle after demotion claims cited Captain Scoldener. A Miami police lieutenant who filed whistleblower and discrimination complaints over a recent demotion was humiliated and scolded over the radio and in person by the senior officer named in her complaints, her attorney said. 
In a letter to city leaders and Miami Police Chief Art Acevedo on Friday, Attorney Michael Pizzi demanded that the city cease and desist the outrageous retaliatory act of permitting Captain Javier Ortiz to continue to harass the very person who has complained about him. Some of Thursday's confrontation between Ortiz and Lieutenant... Okay, so I'm going to stop right there for a second. So apparently, and this is going to get worse for the collective of Black women before it gets better. And that is this over-complaining about stuff. So basically, Black women are um, calling racism and sexism too much. Everything that happens to them that is not to their favor is either racist or sexist. Even the interaction between you and another officer that happened because of your previous complaint. So she complained about this guy in the past. And then later, and we're going to get into what she complained about before. And then later she had to interact with the guy because they still work together. And there's a follow-up complaint. So let's continue. And Kendra Simmons took place over police radio airwaves where other officers were able to listen in on what had been a month-long friction between the two high-ranking Miami cops, Pizzi said. The remainder, according to Pizzi, took place in the office of his client's commanding officer, Ernie Sierra, who sat idly by as Ortiz, who outranks Simmons, but isn't in her direct chain of command, lit into the attorney's client. According to Pizzi, Ortiz was upset that Simmons questioned a direct command from the captain ordering responding patrol vehicles to turn on their lights and sirens. Simmons, who was the commanding officer at the scene, said it wasn't necessary. She said she only needed a few officers to block off a street. Just a quick word from our sponsor. Cuando se trata de las vacunas contra el COVID, tú tienes el poder y la and the chief could not be reached for comment. Thursday's confrontation between Ortiz and Simmons reignited a smoldering feud that began back in April. It's one rife with claims of racism and retaliation that pits the city's most controversial. Okay, so I paused it for a second because there was like a Spanish commercial going on. But um, apparently there was a fire and um, you know cops were involved for whatever reason. Um, she called in for, she was in charge of it. She was a captain at the time. She called, or a major maybe, but, you know, she she's a lieutenant now, so she lost rank. She called in for assistant and a guy, Ortiz, who, or yes, yeah, she was a major and Ortiz was a captain. That's how that worked, who, which means she he outranked her. Ortiz said, okay, send a couple units and, you know, make sure that your sirens are on. Now, don't really, because I'm not a police officer and I don't really know the politics of it, don't know why or if that's standard procedure. To be honest, it really don't matter too much to me as a pedestrian, other than the sense that, you know, um, I would have to move out the way and maybe it's not that important. But, 
if it's a fire and it's a small fire, I'm pretty sure that, um, and she's asking for backup, then why not have your sirens on? It's not that big of a deal. Now, what she did was she responded to her captain and to everybody that's listening, like, no, you don't need your sirens on. So what you're doing in that situation is you're breaking somebody's authority. You're basically saying, you know, he's telling you to do something and you're telling the person to do the opposite. You're questioning their ability to lead in front of the subordinates. That's never cool in any power structure. You're not supposed to do that under any circumstances. Well, I mean, under certain circumstances, but um, not this one. Not when it comes to something as petty as should the lights be on? Should you have the lights on? ...cop against one of its least controversial. An officer whose role is one of the highest ranking black female cops in the department was taken away from her. Ortiz has survived despite use of force complaints by minorities that go back decades and a recent year-long suspension after a racist rant before city commissioners in which the Hispanic officer claimed he was black because of the one-drop rule. He is the... Now, I don't know how racist that is. Like, a person saying that they're black because of the one-drop rule is arguable. It's not necessarily racist, especially if they are black because of the one drop rule. Like, you know, if, if he said, listen, I have this ancestor, this ancestor is black, so technically I'm black based on the one drop rule. I don't know if that's racist. In fact, it almost certainly isn't. But because it's questionable, it gives an opportunity to call racism. It gives an opportunity to say, you know, in alarm, racism, racism, oh, oh, racism. And that's how things got problemat problematic here. She had the opportunity to say, because he said one drop rule, I'm going to call racism. Now, this was before this new incident arose. This was back in April. Now, look at what's going on here. She is, you know, apparently, according to her, she's um, one of the highest ranking black female police officers that exists in Miami. And she's fairly young uh, for as far as uh, police majors go. She is uh, what? How old is she? Uh, 41. Which is very young for, for that thing. But she's looking at the next level. And if you want to climb any ladder, it gets harder at the top because basically you're waiting for the position to open. Now, what the racism cry does is it, it forces somebody to open up a position. Not only do like because what she wanted was for them to get rid of that captain, to get rid of that Hispanic captain and make room for another captain hopefully her. Now, to make that happen, she would have to say, okay, um, the police department wants to improve its image. So we're going to hire a new black female police officer in order to save image. So that's essentially what, in my opinion, that's what she was going for. 
and she just kind of like scans everything people say in order to do that. And she also undermines their authority in order to do that. Her thinking is he shouldn't be captain. I should be captain. And I should be captain because I'm a black woman. Former president of the police department's fraternal order of police. Simmons, prior to her early August demotion, is a former public information officer who once was a major in command of the Liberty City District and who moved on to oversee the department's traffic unit, which is now under the control of Ortiz. The two butted heads in early April when acting Chief Ron Papier and his wife, Commander Noli Papier, were suspended by the newly installed Acevedo for actions related to a patrol vehicle accident involving Noli Papier, who commanded Little Havana. The couple were fired by Acevedo in May. Early last month, Simmons was one of four majors in the city demoted by the chief. She believes she was targeted because she did not support the Papira's termination. The investigation into the couple was initiated after Acevedo received a meandering memo from Ortiz, saying he was conducting an investigation into Nerly Papier's accident. At the time, Ortiz was under the command of Simmons in the traffic unit. Following her demotion last month, Simmons filed a whistleblower complaint with the city's civil service board. She claimed to be targeted for not supporting the removal of the Papyrus. She has also filed a complaint with the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, alleging racial and gender discrimination. Ortiz's past conduct is referred to in both filings. Thursday's tip between Simmons and Ortiz began shortly after a small fire broke out on the lower level of Miami's main downtown library. Simmons, as the officer in charge of the scene, radioed for some extra officers to help block off the street. Pizzi and several police sources said Ortiz, who was listening in, took issue and ordered a patrol unit to show up with sirens blaring and lights on. After Simmons objected and said it wasn't necessary, Ortiz, according to Pizzi and others, told her to change to a more secure radio channel. Simmons did. But so did several other curious cops, trying to listen in on the conversation. Pizzi said Simmons objected to meeting Ortiz through her commanding officer, Commander Sierra. She said she was worried because she had filed complaints against the captain. Still, Pizzi said, Sierra told her she had to obey Ortiz's order. The three met in Sierra's office. Okay. So right there, she didn't like that. She didn't like the fact that she actually had to obey the orders of a superior officer. She she didn't. And she went to challenge further. Okay. With the commander sitting silent as Ortiz lit into Simmons, Pizzi said, as a captain, Ortiz outranks Simmons. But as commander of the city's traffic unit, he is not in Simmons' direct chain of command. Sierra was out of the office Friday afternoon and couldn't be reached for comment. In his letter to the city on Friday, Pizzi said his client had advised on more than one occasion that she fears for her safety around Captain Ortiz and that he has created a hostile work environment for her. It is absurdly shocking and mind-boggling that Captain Ortiz would show such poor judgment, Pizzi said. Either the city has zero common sense or they're sending her a message. Next article. Your personal choice. Okay. So basically, that's just like another, I want to move up the ladder through affirmative action claim. Um, you know, I'm going to question all authority and I'm only going to work in the best interest of myself and Black women in general. Here's what the article, here's what the Newsweek article says. Um, and she has a couple of interesting quotes here. Hit the like button, please. She has a couple of interesting quotes here that going to go over. Give me a moment.
All right. It says, Black female police supervisor is suing the Miami Police Department and its new chief um, for allegations of discrimination. Kendra was demoted from major to lieutenant last week. Her demotion, along with three others and other uh, staffing changes, were announced in a memo from Miami Police Chief um, Art Acevedo last week, NBC reported. Um, but Simmons, 41, said um, her demotion, which she said comes with a pay cut of about $60,000 a year. Okay, so stop right there. Apparently in Miami, a police major gets an amount that's so large that $60,000 is the cut. So if you make enough to where you're getting $60,000 extra, you don't have to work a second shift or you don't have to work a, at a grocery store part-time if you get like $60,000 on, on top of what you make. Like the difference between your last position and your current position is $60,000 is what I'm saying. So apparently they may, they pay a lot more than the Atlanta woman that we heard about before with the shoes. Okay, um, was unfair and without justification. She told the station that she is taking legal action to get her rank back, but also to send a message. Okay, and this is where she quotes. I stand for every black woman, every little girl, everyone who aspires to be something and to just be cut down after the hard work. Uh, let's see. Commitment, dedication that I have given to my profession, uh, just overall as a black woman, it's a slap in the face. Okay. This is what I was talking about before when I talk about the hyper identification that they have as a black woman. Now, she doesn't really identify as black. There's really nothing in there to say I'm here to inspire black people. No, I'm here to inspire, inspire just the women and just the little girls. That's all this is this is about. Screw the boys. Screw the little black boys. And screw the the little white girls. Don't care about them. I just care about me, myself, and other black women like me, myself. So right there, she's hyper-identified. Everything is about race to this woman. Now, it mentioned that two other people were demoted. Chances are they were not black women. However, don't care about them. Again. All right, let's continue. Hold on, let's see. Simmons is seeking um, protection under state law as a whistleblower so she can keep her job at the department, according to NBC6. Okay. Oh, boy. It is amazing the sense of entitlement that exists in this. It's like, listen, okay, what they're doing, and this, and black women, listen up. What they're doing is they're making it impossible for people to deal with you. I would just as soon not hire your ass. I would just as soon not rent to you if I know you're going to behave like this, period. If I know that everything you say or do will come with allegations of racism, sexism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, say I own a restaurant, 
and you're always late to work. And then I say, listen, you know, um, I'm going to fire you. Oh, I'm going to go to the state authorities and I'm going to go to this person and this person and I'm going to get my brother to beat you up. You know, it's like, dang. Basically, companies and individual departments are going to start saying, I'm not going to hire somebody that I can't fire. That's what they're going to say. Meaning it's going to be very difficult for y'all to get a job. Y'all keep this crap up. They're going to say, I'm not going to hire somebody that I can't fire. Okay, her attorney claims that uh, Simmons' demotion was in retaliation for a statement she gave during an internal affairs investigation to... Okay, stop right there. So, if a person can use the excuse that they're firing me in retaliation against a claim that I put off against somebody... Then the message that they're sending is as long as a person continuously make claims against people, they can never rightly be fired. Because then they can always say, this is a retaliation against that claim. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, for a statement she gave during an internal affairs investigation to Deputy Chief... Um, uh, Ronell Piper and his wife. Um, okay. Don't know what happened with that, but yeah. Uh, let's see. The couple were fired June after three months investigation into Commander Piper's overall uh, crash in April involving. Okay. So apparently high-ranking police officer got into a crash, but I want to get into the next quote. Let's see. Let me see. Give me a second. Okay. So um, for Chief for Chief Acevedo to come here and immediately demote and punish for no reason, but they gave a reason whatsoever to the second highest ranking black female officer in the department's history, um, that is um, not a way to heal this community. The community is always going to be sick. This whole heal the community. So basically her thing is heal the community, give me a promotion. And chances are if the community is needs healing, it has something to do with black men. But not only is she advocating for any healing as it relates to black men, She's also like, okay, um, I want you to take the need for healing the community that comes from strained relationships between this police department and the black men that live in it. And I'm probably a large part of that strain. In addition to that, I want to profit, monetarily profit from this division. Now, promoting you isn't going to, or not demoting you, your rank does not really heal the problem. But you're selling it that way because you want to further your career. Okay, so that is the end of the bad cop story. 
Okay, so now we're going to get into the sad cop one. And I actually have video for this. So, fair use. Fair use. All right. Okay, give me a second. Sunday morning, whenever I passed a, um, a car to the to my right side, I saw a subject that was slumped over the wheel. I was going off trail this Sunday morning before church to get my food prepared, and uh, came upon a police officer on the right side. I could see the way it was all entwined together. There was something wrong. There was something going on. Well, in plain view with a uh, hypodermic needle, I got the uh, subject out. He um, snapped, trying to bite me, growling like a wild animal. Okay. So this cop here, I'm just giving you some context. This cop here pulled over a guy, seen a needle, and then, you know, I guess he pointed it out, and the guy attacked the cop. Then something interesting happened. This is where the sad cop comes in. He pulled everything off my duty belt, my baton, my flashlight, my radio. I got hit with all that. And the next thing I know, he's reaching for my gun, and he's, he's about to kill me right here on the spot. Hi there. Nobody knew that I was fighting on the side of the road for my life. So she pulls on the driver's side. She asks, is everything okay? Basically, I lock eyes with her and tell her to call 911. And I remember her saying, you need to get somebody here now. When I got out, it was like I was just gliding along. It wasn't really a walk. Just this feeling that just came over me. Don't think, just do it, because it's a matter of, of life and death. Just, just do it. You know, I, I get chills right now thinking about it. Um, the next thing I remember, feeling was her hand come across my hand, grabbing hold to his hand and peeling it off of my gun. Um, that's a feeling that uh, I won't ever forget. And it just didn't have no time to be afraid. It wasn't It wasn't enough room for to be afraid. It just all about saving. Just make sure you're okay. We don't lose another one. This is my family right here. I am so glad. Okay. So that's the longest story. That's the longest short of the story. Here, let me stop this. Basically, she seen a cop on the side of the on the side of the road struggling with a crazy man, and um, she got out and decided to help. No telling what this guy was gonna do. He was about to, you know, grab the gun and 
Um, maybe shoot the cop with it. Who knows? Uh, this was a white guy. And he was caught off guard. There should be something said about how this was allowed to happen because generally they do have like their hand on the gun and a partner to back it up and everything like that going on, at least when I get pulled over. But chances are this is a smaller city and they just don't have it like that. Chances are. But if this was a brother, this would probably be like another police shooting and, you know, things like that uh, going awry. But the reason why I label this one sad cop is because it's not a good look. It's not a good look that an old woman had to come to your rescue. It, it just isn't. You were getting beat with your own baton. Somebody who was high off of something managed to get out of the car before you were able to draw your gun, but you didn't draw your gun because, you know, white skin did. Or draw your taser or draw anything. He was able to do that, come at you, grab your baton, beat you with your own baton and to top everything off a old woman was able to handle this guy and you were not able to do so she left without a mark on her face this was a guy that can be taken by a old church lady. The person that you are supposed to most be protecting and serving actually helped you. That is your plight. That is that is how the story begins and ends for you. She just pulled over, seen a cop getting beat with his own baton. How embarrassing is it? Oh, gosh. That, just, just thinking about it. I'm picturing, like, somebody just walking up to Batman, taking one of his, like, bat sprays or something, spraying him with it, you know, taking off his mask and just slapping him with the mask. That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing somebody just grabbing Captain America's shield and bopping him on the head with it. Like, th that is how embarrassing this is. It's like taking Thor's hammer and just hammering him, you know, hammer time. It, that is how embarrassing this is. And then a church, the church lady is like to top it all off. Because let's face it, anybody can get bested. In, in something, considering that the guy is skilled enough. Like, you can go back and tell your kids the story about the ex-Navy SEAL who got the better of you because of his specialized training and blah, 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 blah. He was able to, you know, like, or you could just say, you know, oh, yeah, but the guy is a ninja. He's a ninja. He practiced several martial arts, and, and you, can, you can actually lie your way out of it and save face out of the situation until the question comes, hey, wait a minute. How did the old lady whoop his ass? 
how did the old lady come and just jump on his back and she just leave without her? Like he, the guy didn't even trigger her arthritis. And that is the situation. As it happened, it, it, it was just, that is the sad cop situation. Like, yes, I, I was getting beat on the side of the road with my own baton and the old lady came and helped me out. Like, I don't think I would have said that. Like, I don't think I would have admitted that that's what happened. Like, like I... I think I would have just ended the situation with like, hey, thank you. Could you keep this between us? Like, because, you know, I know you want to tell the story at church, but I really don't want people to know that this is what happened. That I'm that cop. I'm that cop that get beat with his own shit and need the old lady to come and help me out of the situation. Look at the hug. Look at the hug. Look at how much bigger he is than her. Like this is the this is the person that needed her help. Oh gosh, this is just yeah, that's kind of bad. There, there's one more part to it. I forgot that um, that the mayor talks about it. That Vicky Williams Tillman is being honored. We have been in a challenging situation where, as mayor, I have been trying to close the gap between uh, officers in our community. When we look at Vicki uh, Williams Tillman, we see a woman who represents the best of humanity. Just that's making it worse. Because what does he what does he represent? Like every time they aggrandize her, it diminishes him. It should be the opposite. It should be a cop sees an old lady getting beaten with a stick and then, you know, he comes to her rescue. That is how a story should play out. Like she represents the best in humanity. And I'm not going to take anything away from this woman. I'm not going to take anything away from a woman who um who who did the extra that she's a good Samaritan, you know, she's good in my book. Would I recommend uh, minds to do something like that? No, nah. no. Nah. And what I mean by minds, I mean, you know, my mother, grandmother, you know, uh, cousin, any female members of my family or anyone who I'm charged with, you know, protecting, I would not recommend that they behave in such a way. Um, I just would, um, you know, um, however, or, um, I would advise that they suggest that I do something, but other than that, no, just, just, just stay pretty. Fuck that. Um, however, that being the case, that is how I would advise the women in my circle to handle the situation. How, and I'm not going to take away from how she handled the situation. I'm not going to take that away from her. I am going to take away from how the cop handled the situation. Nigga, you garbage. You you are garbage. Yeah. Okay. Just reach out. Take a minute of your time. It could make a difference. Just a minute of your time. It could make a big difference. It could save someone's life. Okay. 
All right. So, yeah, that is the end of that. So, yeah. So the mayor, the cop's boss, actually seen what happened. And, yeah, this is your boss. Like, you work for the mayor. I mean, did she have anything to say about you? Like, like, God damn. Like, that actually happened? Um, you kind of you got caught slipping something fierce. All right. So that's it. So we heard the story of the good cop, the woman who um, got the homeless man a pair of shoes, kept the pair of shoes in her car for several months until she seen the man again and decided to give him the shoes. So good cop right there. Uh, bad cop is a cop that's just, she was constantly bucking authority. You know, I don't want to do this and, um, you know, um, undermining, trying to break everybody's authority. Basically a cop of high authority who has trouble with higher authority. And then hiding behind the racism, sexism, ism, ism, ism thing in order to, you know, advance herself and to avoid any complication. Basically, you know, any demotion is because uh, I'm a black woman. However, any promotion that's due to you being a black woman, that's okay. So that's the bad cop. And the sad cop is the one that got his ass beat with his own baton and had a old woman come out and help you from the ass whooping. That's sad cop. So let me put the link to movie night out there. All right. And here. Actually, I'll put the link to movie night in the description box. Or in the chat room, rather. So outside of that, I'd like to thank the cash apps and super chats, um, managers and moderators, those who are listening silently, and those who participate in the chat. Movie night is today at 3.30, and the movie is Eve's Bayou. So come through and check that out. And yeah. I appreciate you. Okay. This is Game Changer 00100. Game over. Peace.